conversation about the rise of trigger warnings on college right. campuses. And that's absolutely a related phenomenon. So trigger warnings represent an idea that people will be traumatized by coming across uncomfortable material. And this can be defined very, very broadly. I talked to some academics, and I've read some academics who basically think that this phenomenon has gotten so widespread on campus that they legitimately fear any uncomfortable or difficult discussions, including kinds that used to be very commonplace as of a few years ago, because then they'll be accused of creating an uncomfortable um, or traumatic environment for their students. So why do you think the new PC is back? That's the great question, and that was the hardest part to answer, because that's something that you can only really answer in a, in a speculative way. One theory is that we've seen a new generation that was raised by helicopter parents who cleared their path of anything difficult. Mm. Another explanation is that social media has made this possible because social media has its own innate characteristics that I think have really allowed this movement to flourish. Well, social media and internet culture in general right. just kind of breeds intolerant discussions. It breeds intolerant discussions. It brings together people who are like-minded. It encourages the spread of outrage and shaming, which are an important part of how this movement operates. Um, and it allows people to create in virtual form what you could only have in physical form 25 years ago. Um, you could have through social media these these communities of, of people with identical far-left views. Mm. There's a Facebook group that you write about that kind of exemplifies this sort of political correctness. Tell me something about this binders full of women writers. It's a Facebook group for women writers, and I think it has a very laudable purpose. The purpose was to create a networking social organization for female writers to exchange ideas. And not only is there nothing wrong with the formation of this group, it's a very good thing that this group formed. But like a lot of groups that have some kind of left-wing center of gravity, there's a kind of rule with many organizations. This is actually a sociological principle that's been um, observed in the past, that people who lean towards one form of view will not converge upon the center of that point of view, but will progressively move towards more and more extreme versions of that view. So there quickly developed these norms of discourse, which is this ex extremely high level of sensitivity on identity questions. Now, everyone there was female, but not everyone was traditionally female. Some people were trans and some people were different kinds of categories that are sort of between male and, f and female. And of course, you had racial cleavages. So you started having, you know, regular PC-style call-outs, where basically you're accusing someone of bias. Um, well, you, so I thought you that followed was, this one comment thread that just by the end yeah. had degenerated into angry messages in all caps with some members calling others racist. Right. And, and so basically, to sum up the, the, the debate, and it, and it gets very inscrutable very fast, but someone made a routine comment about how you deal with call-outs, and, and it uses the phrase POC and WOC. And someone made it, one of the writers made a joke saying, I'm a WWG um, woman with glasses. And then someone else made something about something like gluten-free Jew type comments, you know, making sort of lighthearted jokes about the acronym terminology in these messages, which were a little bit unfamiliar. And then first people started saying, oh, you know, why are you making jokes and belittling my message? And then they kind of fed off of each other so 
they went from being irked to angry and from angry to being outraged. And, and after a while, they were talking about this as if there was a hate crime. And literally, someone in all caps was talking about it, likening it to a burning cross being placed in, in the group. That's how much it had violated their, their sense of what was allowed. So I used this discussion to show how debate within these communities is prevented in a very frequent way. And I think this wasn't an outlier. This was just something that I'd gotten a hold of. But this is how a lot of PC dialogue goes these days. Mm. But um, there, there is a point here, though, that at this point, racial and gender bias are so deeply embedded in our language, uh-huh. our culture, our habits, our basic assumptions, that in order to combat it, we do need to do it at this level of, what do people call it, microaggression. You know, we have to have this yeah. minute focus in order to even bring to awareness the subtle level of bias that we all live inside. It's definitely true that there's widespread...